Okay, welcome back everyone to the Present Tense Podcast, episode 15. Yes. I'm not sure yeah. if that's an anniversary number or not, but you know. It's close to 20. Not quite 20. <laughs> uh, we have a very special guest today. She's, uh, if you listen to our podcast, she's our most famous mention. Because <laughs> I usually tell a story about something with us every week, but my wife Laura is joining our show today. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be on your podcast. She's real. She exists. I don't just make her up. I am real. I am real. I'm here. So happy. <laughs> Thank to be you for on. coming. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. So what we're going to talk about today was controlling our emotions, which is a little kind of a weird phrase to say on that. We also yeah, have a. Too. We also have a Bentley the smoking dog checking in. <laughs> We've told him to stop smoking cigarettes, but unfortunately, he just can't control his emotions, and so he's getting a cigarette every time. Now, actually, Bentley has a collapsed trachea, so when you guys are in here, we try to hold him and give him lots of love and comfort, but um, unfortunately, that little air passage is um, with a little difficulty breathing, so he's our backup (laughs) dancer and singer. <laughs> so we talk about controlling emotions like a lot of what we we mentioned and we talk about is really not trying to control those things but always to feel fully what we're feeling but what also happens sometimes our, our emotions can kind of just be random thoughts a lot of times too so there's a big difference between the true emotion that we're feeling from our heart from our gut that's kind of guiding us in a certain way versus the emotional reaction, which causes us to kind of can be very upset or angry or super sad at something that happens. So we kind of just want to talk about that a little bit, pick that those things apart, kind of break them down so we can figure out why we do and react the way that we do a little bit. Um, so first of all, because we are humans, we're super emotional, which is awesome. That's what makes life great. Mm-hmm. That's why we all you know, enjoy being around each other so much, why I love you so much. You know, it's what makes life fun, is having those strong emotions. But sometimes they work against us too, <laughs> and uh, can make life difficult. So it really just kind of basically comes down to the meaning that we are attaching to what happened. Anything can happen. Life, life happens crazy all the time. For instance... We were supposed to have a different guest on our podcast today. We kind of got stood up, stood up at the last minute. <laughs> I was excited life, for that. Life happens. So there's a point where we could be super upset and offended by that. We could attach the meaning to it that, oh, that was disrespectful to me or that was rude or whatever, something personal. Or it was just life happens. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. So two different ways that could have gone. We got that news. You and I are both like, eh, okay. What happened? The show must go on. <laughs> must go on. Some people would carry a grudge, never have them back on. <laughs> well, we're not trying to do that. We're just trying to look at things, uh, see the forest through the trees here. Mm-hmm. And I love that it gave us the opportunity to then have you on because yeah. that's even more exciting. Yeah. I get to do this podcast with you too. I and... know. Yeah, I love so that thank you. emotion, right? Like mm-hmm. seeing, taking a negative thought that could have been negative and applying something else 
positive is really beautiful. Yeah. That happens a lot when it's something that we care about, we're working on. It could be, you know, a relationship, a job, a business that we're we're working on. Something doesn't go right the way that we want. I know I have this tendency to just want to be like, ah, it's all bad. Just crumple it, throw it away, <laughs> start over, it's crap. <laughs> and that's such a sabotage because there was this emotional reaction and now all this this work that I've done to get to this point, I tossed it. <laughs> so really when we're talking about controlling our emotions, yeah, part of it's for other people, but a big part of it's for our benefit too and putting ourselves in the best position to be successful and get where we want to go, go where we feel we, we, we should. When we have these emotional outbursts or we lose control of our emotions, it really is a setback. And as reactive people, reactive beings, we don't always have control over that emotion. And it's hard to not react. It's hard to think before react. Sure. And I don't know why that is. I mean, it's <laughs> it drives me crazy that I can't control that right. all the time, Yeah, basically. It's funny because like, I'm really good, not good, but I'm aware enough of myself to like in a situation like this, I can sit down and see where I lose that emotional control sometimes and see how I attach meaning to things that I don't need to. And I know that. It's really clear. I can make fun of it just fine. But then it can happen again in two hours and I will have the same stupid emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. But it's good that you're aware of yourself because I think a lot of people, they just don't really, they don't really know how to control that. They don't know how to kind of look within themselves and say, wow, this is how I'm reacting to a situation. Perhaps I could have done that in a different way or a better way. And so I think that's the beauty of being present. Like the podcast is if I'm present right now, then I might be able to identify the way I'm acting or reacting to a specific situation. And I catch myself with that too. You know, sometimes I have an adverse inadvertent reaction to something it's not because I'm, you know, maybe trying to portray myself in a certain way. It's just because whatever I felt at that moment, it could have been me capturing something from the past that I went through. It could be something triggered within me that that emotion came forward. It's, it's hard to say, but it is, I've always, not always, but I try to take a deep breath before I react to something and go, okay, ooh, how is my reaction going to affect the people around me or for myself? So I love, I love that you guys are really touching on this because I think it is important and I think it's a huge part of our everyday lives. Yeah. And a big part of it too, like we're still going to have those. We need to allow ourselves those and the people around us need to allow us to have that too and to not place judgment on ourselves or others when that happens. But it's going to happen. Even we can be the most aware, enlightened being we can be and we're still going to have those moments where we have an emotional surge and a reaction and, and, and we lose it for a bit. Um, how do you two react to react when that happens not to yourself but somebody you see a pair a friend a loved one how do you react how do you help them to kind of okay. well here's one that happened just the other night I know you're comfortable talking about this so Laura um, had, had um, some things with a, a certain a couple bank account things that she tried to close and had one for one of her businesses and, and the bank's kind of a little archaic with you know, modern technology and being able to transfer funds and all that around. So this lady had been sending her emails um, 
constantly for like, hey, you know, you need to get this thing updated in your account. You need to get this thing updated in your account. She's like, well, I can't do it online and I don't have time to come into <laughs> your one branch, <laughs> which is by the store. And you had a real strong emotional reaction that you got, you kind of got mentally stuck on this, this email and, you know, we, we, it was like, a, you know, a good full hour of, well, there's a little know. levity to this, right? Because it's funny because, you know, when you're in business, I, I have, you know, several businesses and you're trying to set yourself up for success and you go through life and you learn a lot of lessons on what you're supposed to do. And so you try to find this perfect scenario, this perfect thing so that you can operate your business correctly. Um, and then you find out like two months later that you can't do certain modern day things like maybe an Apple Pay or a Zelle or something. And you're like, wait a second, it's 2022. Like every bank should be able to have these capabilities. This is how our business runs and operates. So when I realized that they didn't have these capabilities, I just thought, well, I, I need this. And so unfortunately I need to go to a different bank. However, the people that worked at this specific bank, and I'm not going to name any names, but um, they kept sending like these emails to notify me of certain things, which I'm not used to because in a traditional bank, you know, they'll, you don't really hear from them. If you call them, you're good luck getting a hold yeah. of someone to help you out, you <laughs> yeah. know, nowadays. Um, but it was just interesting that for whatever reason, a particular email that was sent to me. It, I got like brain locked on this. Like I couldn't let it go. I don't know why that affected me. Something so silly that shouldn't have made someone upset. I, I don't know why it did that to me. And it was late at night. I was probably tired and a lot of other, you know, things mm -hmm. um, that had an effect on me as well. Other emotions. But other emotions, <laughs> right? That, yeah. That's, a, that's the thing, right? This is not a big deal. Mm -hmm. It really isn't. It's, it's, it's not whatsoever. But what happened throughout the week, what happened that day, how was I feeling at that moment? I was tired, it was late at night, I shouldn't have checked my phone, I should have put that aside. And then I saw that and for whatever reason, it made me a little upset. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm in bed in my pajamas and I'm looking at my husband and I'm thinking, honey, why is this making me so upset? I have no idea. He's like, your, your brain is stuck, you're going in circles. What can we do to stop? And he goes, why don't you grab your Calm app on your phone, which I highly suggest for anybody just starting out in meditation, and it's really helped me. Um, I'm going to throw Calm a, <laughs> a little free adver <laughs> advertisement here. This is not a paid <laughs> advertisement. Um, but the Calm app is great because it does have certain um, abilities to check in with your mood. So it gives mood check-ins and it's like, what are you feeling right now? And how can you deal with that? So it was like, perfect. It was like, Hey, here's a, here's a meditation for feeling overwhelmed and anxious. Click here. I was like, Oh, that's, that's how I feel. So we, we, we closed our eyes. We centered ourselves. We got in a comfort, comfortable spot and we listened to the, the app and Matt was like, babe, how do you feel? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm still angry about this. <laughs> yeah, that was a point for that. That was not a magical fix, right? Yeah. There is a magical fix. Yeah. It was just, not. And it's it created, a process. It created a little bit of separation yeah. for a moment that I felt helped us at least kind of calm down and be able enough to, to go to sleep and deal with it tomorrow. But that's not a magical fix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The emotion was definitely still there. It's mm -hmm. definitely not a fix. And I think that's where people... 
they don't trust the process. Sure. They think, oh, I'm going to do this. And instantly I'm going to get that gratification that I'm healed. But that's not the reality. That's not the truth. The truth is there are multiple steps in trying to align ourselves to be able to react and deal with our emotions. I'm not an expert at that. I am not. I am a human being. Let's be honest here. Like we are human beings and we are all very imperfect and we live in a very imperfect world. And for that reason, we have to be able to, you know, when we have our victories, we celebrate those. And when we don't, we figure out why. And that's where I think we get the best learning is from, hey, I did really great over here, but this is where I, I'm lacking. I need help here. And my husband is so great with that because he will say, babe, like, what, what is it about this particular instance that got you so upset? Let's try to figure it out. And from there, you have these little epiphanies and aha moments like, oh, okay, I get it. This is why I was upset. I don't, you know, I didn't understand that then, but I do now. And now when another situation happens, and maybe it's a bigger deal, I have the tools within me to and the resources to be able to deal with that. So in this one situation, you got, it wasn't like, like we said, it wasn't the email. Mm -hmm. You got triggered. Right. Um, the circumstances, you being tired, having a long day, and also, you know, we've, we've talked about a lot together. Like, she had a lot of things in her when she was a, a younger person as a child where people questioned her mm -hmm. or said things about her that weren't true. And so when she, when you perceive something like that, someone doing that to you again, it triggers all those emotions from previous. And that was, you know, kind of what, what sparked it up for you. So I can pick that apart. Now, from my standpoint, the, the bystander, the, the supporter, my first emotional reaction is I haven't gotten to see you all day. We're finally done with the day. We're going to, you know, lay down and maybe just be able to talk for a little bit before bed. And now your mind is, is wrapped around this thing that to me is no big deal. <laughs> Why are we so upset about this? Mm -hmm. And so my first reaction is I've attached the meaning to, well, I haven't seen her all day and, and now she's, she's stuck on this and we, we're not having any time for ourselves, our own, our own quality time to kind of rebond together and, and, and reconnect with each other after the day. I'm missing my time. So there's that initial reaction to me. Mm -hmm. But just being able to parse those out, take that pause. Oh, okay. She got triggered with something. She's having the most reaction. I need to be understanding towards that, even though there was the selfish emotional reaction that I initially felt for sure. Mm -hmm. Like those, those happen too. But that's the domino effect, right? Mm -hmm. Just looking specifically at that instance, my reaction led to your reaction. If you would have chose to react differently, let's say you were upset with me. Uh -huh. Ugh, why does she always do this at night? I just want to have fun with her. I just want to be around her because we've had a long day. We haven't seen each other. Ugh, you know, and he could have totally reacted differently and been upset. But instead, he chose to be understanding. He chose to spend the time to correct the situation so that we could enjoy the rest of the evening. And I think that's what people forget is not just your own reaction to something, but someone else's reaction to that same occurrence, whatever that is, how that can actually help either adversely, it, it could help me, 
right? To better understand, hey, what am I, what am I, ha what's happening in this moment? And for you, you, you learn that now when you come to me in that, with that comforting tone and that understanding, it's the way that I react to you. So I think it's yeah. centerfold. Sure. And I love that you guys talk about, you know, trusting the process and selfishness and because it really hits that as a society, we as human beings want instant gratification all really? the time. Yeah. You wanted the instant gratification of Apple Pay. Here, <laughs> yeah. boom, done. Yeah. Forget yeah. this email. Yeah. Let me get to bed. Uh -huh. Let me relax. Uh -huh. And for you, the instant gratification of get this email done. Lady, please get it fixed because I want my time with my life. Yeah. You know, and it's it's hard. We're never going to change that overnight. Yep. And we have to, by going through the process, we have to go through these experiences ourselves and we have to overcome them. See, and I think that's always the battle. We get yeah. caught between this this fight of overcoming these emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, your mind is trying to be logical, but yeah. your heart is right. so emotional and so wears it mm -hmm. on its sleeve. And that's a hard battle. It's We've talked about heart versus head yep. in previous, you know, um, chats and... It, it's a battle, and so it's not easy. You're never going to get that instant gratification. And even if you do, there's an emotion that overcomes that in a new battle that you have to face with that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very I, – I love that you guys broke it down in that way and told your different perspectives because yeah. not enough do we pay attention to our counterparts' feelings and their thoughts and their emotions of, you know, this is being triggered. I talk mm -hmm. about childhood traumas all the yep. time, like you mentioned. This is how you've always felt. You've always felt it's never going to go away, but you're going to get better at controlling it. I agree. I agree. I think it's an important part because we're, we're talking about our emotions are our emotions. And we all need to own those as our thing. We all have our shit mm -hmm. and we need to own those. But when we're around someone else, just as from that collective idea that we're all together, we're all one, especially if we're in a you know relationship where we really you know have that you know that deep love for each other. If one person is having an emotional reaction, we got to help that person. Mm -hmm. So if I was to respond in an emotionally selfish way to her, well, that could have escalated and been gotten real messy. Yep. <laughs> and then you know we're really upset and we have no idea why, and no one gets good sleep, and we're wrecks in the morning and and feel awful. <laughs> But instead, it got to be, you know, at least something that we could talk about and have a little bit better bonding and, and understanding for each other. So that's a big responsibility for us, even though they, other person's emotions are not our responsibility. But it is our responsibility to provide a safe place for those when they when they happen. And I think that's a really important part of quote controlling emotions is to if someone else is really having a moment, <laughs> allow that and don't jump into and, and feel the need to meet that there or also like just the idea of okay controlling your emotions but maybe picking a time and place as to how you react to something mm -hmm. and how that could affect other people for example if we weren't to have that understanding and resolve that problem that night and we woke up the next morning and we were upset and let's say we go to starbucks and we get a coffee and we're already in this bad headspace. We're already in this bad energy. That energy is shifted to another person. It's that's just how it is. I mean, that's energy, right? Yeah. 
So that person who's working that Starbucks counter, I might not have the same friendly, bubbly, you know, personality that day because something else is bothering me. And I'm, like you said, wearing it on your sleeve. We do that as people. So I believe that if we can, if, if everybody just makes one small effort to try to control their emotions or set them aside or maybe, you know, pick a time and a place to really deal with that, I think the world can be a better place. Even just like one mm-hmm. really small tra- trajectory of this, um, I think can make a big difference. Because when I'm in a good mood and when I'm things are good at home and I have a good control, and it's not going to be perfect. That's not, we're not talking about perfection. But if I do this, and I, and I do do this during the day, like wherever I go, I don't, it doesn't matter who you are. Like you could be, we were like at a really nice, um, you know, um, the other day we just took a day because we had a very busy month so we decided just like let's take a day and just be together and turn off our phones good first right? of all I good know, right? because <laughs> enough of us don't do that I know, that I know. is taking your me time thank we you thank you we really yes. do and and it doesn't have to be you know a crazy expensive journey but just you know find a place that you can really relax and be at peace maybe it's going to the park and making a picnic wherever um whatever your prerogative is but i think you know, it's just talking to someone at the spa, just like she's there folding towels and cleaning, just like, hey, asking her day and, hey, I remember you from last time. Whereas, you know, some people who are in their bad mood, they might not have even the time to even greet somebody. And imagine that, that greeting, that interaction, how much that's going to affect that person. They're going to be happier. And then in return, they're going to pay that forward because they're going to be in that great spe- that great space. Their emotions are happy. They're going to exude those emotions emotions to someone else. And I believe this just carries on. Absolutely. And I that's that's why I, I wanted to come on this particular podcast because I think emotions are just a huge part of our everyday life. I mean, right now in America, we are in a kind of we have this dark cloud hanging over us because we have so many people who are not getting mental health, um, help. Um, I don't know, you know, if it's, if it's something that is really important, if it's something that is overlooked, but if we can just take one small step within ourselves to be able to control our emotions and understand what we're feeling or try to understand what we're feeling, um, maybe less terrible things would happen, or at least we could get a better handle on them. Um, I, I am very nervous to share like life stories for me personally because um, I have been like a, a victim of um, you know cyberbullying and things like this and it really really affected me um, in, in, in my adult life and so when you see these types of things happen to you and you see a picture of yourself or something that is um, somebody taking, a total false narrative of you and spreading that just like a, a disease um, and how that can affect someone's emotions or how they feel about themselves and how you're being how you're able to respond to that and get through that where many people who go through like a cyberbullying type of thing or any type of bullying doesn't have to be online um, how do they respond to that right and I know a lot of people some people would harm themselves kill themselves 
because they're so sad because they don't know how to deal with this. They don't know how to recoup from that. And I told Matt, I was like, oh, you know, I don't know if I really want to, you know, share my story because it's, it's been really hard for me. And a lot of people are like, well, you should write a book. You should do this. And I'm like, ah, you know, I just, I'm yeah. not ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so without going into a lot of detail, um, I really am wanting to make awareness for people that are struggling out there. And I just want to say this, and I'll let you guys uh, carry on here, but if you are a victim of cyberbullying and you have felt this way and you don't know what to do or you don't know how to handle it, um, there are others that have been in a very similar space, myself included, and you will get through it. And it does not define you. It does not make you who you are. Someone else's interpretation of you does not define you. You are resilient, you are powerful, you are strong, and you are beautiful, and you can get through anything. So I just wanted to say that on here when we had the chance. That's such a great message. Thank you. Thanks. Very much appreciate that. Yeah. Because it really goes back to, you know, I said, our emotions come from the meaning that we attach to what happens. And so, like you said, if we're taking the meaning from anything, whether it be online bullying or someone in person (laughs) bullying us, we're taking their view of us personally or we're wondering oh are they right and it's very weird to read something that you know is not true about yourself but yet we're so conditioned to something that we read or see or hear to think of that as truth and so if we're, we're taking that meaning from it that it's a personal thing it can be really really damaging but the, also the, the, the opposite what you just said like just you can get through that, and you're beautiful, and you're wonderful, and you're perfect as you are. So if that's the meaning that we're taking from those situations. So it's really, that's how we change our emotions, is we change the meaning that we take from what happens. Or maybe there is a reason that this happened to me, so that one day I could sit here with both of you guys and say that message mm-hmm. to whoever can hear this. Sure. Um. As difficult as that is for me, the emotion that I feel even just sitting here is, hey, why keep this inside when my story could maybe help someone else? To feel, hey, you can get through it and you can become anything that you want. And sometimes for me personally, like I've take I took all those bad negative emotions and I kind of use that as fuel to try to better myself as a person now to um, grow as an entrepreneur, um, to not become um, a victim of my, of my past or some of my, um, some things in my life. Just don't, don't become a victim of your circumstances and how you react to things. React to things is how you can get through that. And it's being resilient. It's being strong. It's being able to understand that you're going to have rejection in your life. You're going to have people that don't agree with you. You're going to have people that may not, might not like you for whatever reason. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter because if you have a passion and a vision and, a, and you are working towards something, whatever that may be, you will get there as long as you can learn to control the way that you feel. And I, I just want to piggyback on you guys and say, yes, you have to own it. You have to own it. At the end of the day, especially, you know, in a situation where there's cyberbullying or somebody's throwing their shit onto you, it's 
their insecurity that they're dealing with. It is not yours. Do not take on somebody else's and add it on to yours because it's already yep. such a battle dealing with our own internal stuff. And so when we own it, it's going to, like you said, make you a better person. It's going to put this challenge, this motivation into you, you know, like that's bullshit. They're not me. Yeah. That's, that's something they're dealing with. And yeah. when you can turn it around and do that, that is so powerful. And that will, that will help you in any situation. Again, trust the process. It's not going to happen overnight, you know, but you have to learn to own your shit. Absolutely. Well, yeah, brought up a good point of versus life happening to you or for you. And that's really the basis of emotions. Because when mm -hmm. we're saying, I don't like this emotion that I'm feeling, I don't like the way this is making me feel. Mm -hmm. What we're basically saying is, how can I assign a positive emotion to this circumstance that I don't like? And really the only way to do that is to change the meaning. And by changing the meaning, it's just a simple perspective shift from life is not happening to me, it's happening for me. Right. And anything that we go through doesn't mean we enjoy it, doesn't mean it's fun, doesn't mean I want to do it again. But there were things out of those experiences, and you know, in the future we'll probably have a whole podcast series on Laura's experiences <laughs> that have gotten her to where she is now. And I know you do feel a lot of times that you, you go through this mix of, of wanting to share to help others out and also feeling embarrassed by, you know, some of the things that you, that, that, that happened to you, but all of those got you to where you are right now. And why, you know, we enjoy being around you, why I love you so desperately is just, is the person that you are. So without any of those things, you know, you're, you're missing. So all those things in truth did happen for you. Right. And that goes back to being present tense, right? It's like the past is the past. We don't really have, the future right now, right? Mm -hmm. We're only what we know is real is in this moment. Mm -hmm. But I can say this for people that um, have been through a traumatizing experience, whatever that is, it doesn't have to be online bullying. It could be anything. It could be some life, some grief, some pain from a prior relationship, from a family, from a death, from gosh, the, the list goes on, right? Um, but I think we have to remember if there's another person who inflicted this pain that, that I always believe hurt people hurt people. And so for the people who did this to me, um, you know, I never sit here and try to think evil thoughts of them. I try to say, Hey, you know what? I pray for these people that, you know, one day they'll, They'll open their eyes and understand the effect that this has, not only on the person that they're bullying or that they've given grief to, but on themselves and that darkness that you have to live with and how that has just a huge effect on your health, on your body, on your family, on everything is to be in that negative headspace and to hurt other people because of that. And like Matt and I had a really deep conversation. I was really, really torn apart when I you know, heard about some of the shootings that were occurring and little kids and being shot and just listening to some of the parents talk about, you know, how could you, how could you do something so dark to a, a child? And what I told Matt is like, I think the people that do this are very deeply hurt and they don't know how to deal with their emotions. The people that, even the person that did some bullying to me, I believe that that's a very deeply hurt person. 
And I feel very, very sorry for that person because that must be such a terrible, heavy, hurtful feeling to be in. And for them, I wish them that they could come out of that because I think it would, it would really truly help society if we could center our focus around helping people overcome this darkness or whatever that is. But unfortunately, you know, we, we don't have a ton of resources for that. And I, I really, if, if anybody out there is going through something like this and you're feeling hurt and you're feeling sad and you're, you're contemplating doing something to hurt another person, just know you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. There are ways that you can be happy, that you can overcome this, and you will. And I love that I had a safe space here with the podcast to kind of send that message out because that's been very, very important to me. And I don't have any ill will in my heart towards anybody that's done anything to me. But if, if any of those people are listening to this, I would tell them, I forgive you. And I hope that um, one day you can be in a happy headspace. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I, I want to say, and, you know, as Matt's wife, he talks so highly of you. <laughs> and I obviously know that because I know Laura now. But <laughs> her energy is amazing. Anytime you come into her presence, the energy is good. And I think that really comes from a such a deep place of love. Yeah. Wherever you have that from, keep that and never let it go because it's it's what we all need to reintroduce reintroduce to ourselves is love. Is 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 a deep internal love. Something somewhere along the line we all felt that and we all know what that feels like, whether it be a significant other or a parent or a sibling or an event seeing your favorite going to your one baseball game as a kid something you find that deep love and reintroduce yourself to it because the world the black cloud you saw coming out there's so much hate and there's so much division and there's so much bullying and there's so much picking and 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 just it the list goes on and on and on and on and it's why we are in the situation we are and why we get these killings of these young people yeah. and it's very unfortunate that we can't find love again to change one person's world just it sounds so cheesy and we've been yeah. getting it preached to us for forever but smiling at somebody mm-hmm. can really change their day and it's so true there's times where and i i still battle with it when i'm dealing with my internal yeah. shit and in that moment i can't find the love I don't want to look at people. Yep. <laughs> and if I see somebody smile, how can that not make you happy? Yeah. How can that not make you remember like, oh, it's all right. It's going to be okay. Let me slow down and take this moment at this time and just be. Yeah. You and know, just... Those, those emotional shifts happen so quick. Mm-hmm. Either way. And so when we're constantly met with emotional reactions from others, like you said, it's real difficult sometimes to not meet that mm-hmm. exactly where, where that person is and not meet it with the same energy. But if we can just take that little bit of a break and respond in love, well, it breaks that cycle. And 
is that that shift can happen immediately. We respond with someone who gave us an emotional, selfish response, and we respond, we, we take ourselves out of it, we take our emotion out of it, and we just respond purely with love. We just broke that cycle for them. Uh, you know, we, we do, you know, you do that with me sometimes when I get, um, for instance, things that bother me that might not bother someone else. Every once in a while, uh, our, our beloved dog, Bentley, um, is the, the greatest with, with going potty outside. So he has a diaper on most of the time. <laughs> Every once in a while, we forget to put the diaper on and there's a mess I have to clean up. <laughs> that emotionally charges me up and makes me so angry <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm putting things down hard and slamming things and, and walking hard. And I don't notice it. I've gotten myself in this emotionally runaway train. And then Laura will come up behind me and just wrap her arms around me from the back and just be like, doing it and boom i'm out i'm out of the trance because she saw my, my emotions were running away mm -hmm. and all she had to do was just break that trance break that cycle mm -hmm. and like, oh no I'm doing the thing. it's just a little pee <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little yeah. i know but <laughs> just a little pee i like that it's just a little bit of pee you know it's just a little pee and that energy transfer that's that's sure it's really big. It plays a huge role. And there might be situations where you're not with your loved ones or not with a friend. You have to find that energy transfer. So like I've spoken in the past, mm -hmm. I'll go hiking. Sure. I'll, I'll go out to nature. I'll anywhere near water, just fresh wind, just trees, all of it. That right there. When I mean, and there's days I'm feeling low, and everybody knows it because you won't hear it from me. And I tell everybody, never get scared. Never get scared. I will never get there. But, you know, for me, I just need to cut any distraction out and just get that energy source. Yeah. And, um, you know, some people do it with running. Also do it with music. I think sure. a lot of people do it with yeah. music. And that helps, too. So it just energy source, energy transfer positive energy mm -hmm. don't do anything don't go anywhere that you have this negative connotation with it you know right and i think that's very important yeah, yeah. i just realized too that if we're feeling emotional about something like we talked about a little bit that is ours and we can't think that someone else has that same emotion because we've attached a different meaning to it than someone else did um, just as an illustration say we have we're having people over for dinner mm -hmm. and we had three dishes that we were going to make and one of the dishes didn't turn out or didn't get cooked right or burnt, whatever it was. Everyone comes over. They're happy to be here. They're enjoying the other two dishes that are there. They don't know the third one ever existed. Mm -hmm. They are perfectly happy and having a great time. You and I might be in a bad mood because we burnt dish number three. And we're miserable and we're kind of pissed off and we're upset because to us, our emotional reaction said, this isn't the ideal way that I thought it was going to be for my friends to come over and have a good time. But to everyone else, that doesn't exist. They don't see that. They're having a beautiful, they're having a beautiful time. So just in those moments, checking ourselves to why, why am I in a bad mood? Why do I feel emotional about this? Find where that meaning is coming from. Uh, another one of my favorite examples, I used to travel a lot for work. Really quick, I have to jump in. I'm laughing internally because that actually happened here with you guys, with me. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know if that's what you were talking about. Something I cut? 
The rest of the meal was absolutely amazing. You know, me and Matt love our protein. There was more than enough protein. And I was just like, I don't Nobody cares. I'm just like, I had to th- jump in really quick. Because internally, I'm laughing. Of course, Andre so. never eats any sugar when he comes over here. And I give him like 40 different variations try to force him every time. Anybody who knows me, I do not eat sweets. He I don't so eat good. sweets. <laughs> Sorry, continue. No, no, no. I had to jump that. in. That it's just so was funny. that was, and so I'm glad you can laugh at it. Yeah, now. for sure, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, as we say, another one of my favorite ones when I used to travel for work all the time on planes, and there was always you know Wi-Fi in the planes, right? So I remember, I was on one flight that was kind of long, and they said, "Hey, you know, sorry, there's no Wi-Fi in the flight." Everyone was just this this groan and this oh oh everyone's in such a bad mood, and then we took off. And a little bit into the flight, uh, someone came on the intercom and says, hey, great news, everyone. We did get the internet to work. Wow, everyone's emotions switched, and they are thrilled, and everyone's happy and in a good mood all of a sudden. And then about 20 minutes later, it was down again. (laughs) And the, the mood and the emotion of people on that plane from having something you didn't think you were going to have to just going back to where you were originally Nothing really changed. We, we, we accepted, everyone accepted and made peace with it before we left. You got a little bonus of it, and then it got taken away to back where it was. Nothing changed. But the emotions and the feelings of people on that flight were like they were ready to revolt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we got it working again. And everybody prepare for landing. <laughs> Instant gratification. <laughs> But just Snatch. watching those that that train, yeah. and how it rolls and how it gets away from us sometimes, and really just taking that second to pause and be like, "Why did that make me so upset?" Thirty minutes ago, I didn't have it, and I was fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and now I'm upset about it. Yep, it's a mess. <laughs> so just 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 feeling those the meaning that we're attaching to something. I think that's really kind of the point we keep getting to. Yeah, anything can happen. But it's the meaning that we attach to it that causes our emotions to get out of control and get and get out of whack. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen to anybody, anytime, anywhere, anything. Um, I know what from a from a female standpoint, what helps me in certain times where I feel like I could have a negative reaction to something is I love to laugh. So this is gonna sound so crazy, but it helps me. I actually think it's kind of funny because I'll have a day where it's like, okay, nothing's going right. When it rains, it pours. Last week I had like five leaks. Like I, I, I happen to, um, you know, help help people with you know property management and mm-hmm. so forth, as well as uh, in the real estate business. But um, I had like five leaks, and everybody's calling me trying, hey, you know, what do we do? We got to get insurance, blah blah blah. And I pulled over in my car and I just sat and I started laughing so hard and I just instantly just said I'm going to put myself in a happy mindset Mm -hmm. because um that's pretty much the only way that I could at that moment react to this and just be like okay this is just really funny because this could they all could have happened sporadically Mm -hmm. but no 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 they all had to happen at once so um kind of just Pulling over in the car and just saying, "I'm going to laugh about this." Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. Like sometimes there's just like that overload of negative things that ha- happen and almost like forces us to be 
to like flip our emotions like it's it's too much negativity and we just like kind of naturally want to laugh at it. There's nothing else to do, right? Right. We just kind of just sit and laugh at the <laughs> and everything. The awful conglomeration <laughs> of what's going on. Okay, so another uh, big part that we uh, we talked about a little bit was just how impactful people's words are to us and what the emotional response that words cause because we have meaning to those words. So when I say I love you, there's an emotional response to that because we, we have a strong meaning to that word. But if someone says something negative about us, it's a real strong emotional response to that too. And so we, we kind of have to need to pick apart a little bit why. So first, just the meaning we have to those words. So the first thing that we're, we're kind of concerned about is, you know, someone tells us that we're wrong about something, for instance. We have an emotional response. We want to defend ourselves because we're worried they might be right, <laughs> number one. Uh, even if it's totally untrue or something negative about us, there is always that negative part of our, our ego and personality that thinks that we're not worth something, we're not good enough, we're not good enough at whatever we're doing. And so those words can kind of hit and make us wonder if that person is right. And that can cause us to kind of lose a bit of emotional control with that too. Um, you know, there's a you know someone who's not doing well and on the street and they yell things at us. Not much of an effect, right? But someone that we know, somebody we care about, they say something to us and cause a big emotional reaction. So I think it's just important to pick apart what is actually being said, the meaning we're attaching to the words that they're saying, and how we actually feel about ourselves. Because if we really do feel confident and love ourselves and someone can say something negative to us online or in passing in person, then we'll brush that off pretty easy. Sometimes something, someone catches the right trigger word for us and it sticks all day. <laughs> you know, uh, like you, you know, with, with, your, with, your, with your email thing, it was the right little combination of words and circumstances and it stuck. So just being able to pull, pull, apart, pull those things apart when, when those happen, when we see the, hear those words or read those words from someone about us, just being able to really pick that apart a bit and figure out where it's coming from. Because most likely it's not gonna be just that word or that situation. It's, it's triggering something else, a past experience, and kind of pulling that apart where it's coming from so that we can lessen that impact on our emotions. That's a, where it's coming from. that's a great example because, I mean, you can essentially, you know, when somebody says something verbally that may affect you, you can take that second to think. Just think of the different words you want to put onto your wrong mm -hmm. or something deeper because yeah. it takes away that instant reaction. Um, we just, we, we have to be better at switching that word, like you said, yeah. Yeah. you know. So emotions are funny things. <laughs> well, I mean, if about. you read something online about yourself or someone, mm -hmm. you know, who you hold to a higher standard says something about you and you assume that that's derogatory, that could be your self identification that you're, you're just assigning that to yourself without mm -hmm. any, without holding any merit to any of those things that that person said. Sure. So like for me, when I had seen some derogatory statements that were not true put on about me, um, I knew that they weren't true. 
I knew that the source that it was coming from was not credible. I knew that this was a hurt person. I know that they were just trying to hurt someone else, whether they were holding a factual statement or not. Um, but I think where the problem occurs is sometimes when we see those things, even though we know they're not true, there's a little tiny part of us that starts to believe those lies because we become so affected, so sad, so depressed. So that almost becomes truth, even though it's not because it can take us down and destroy us so deeply that we can actually start believing something about ourselves that is not true. And then we limit our thinking and our abilities to cope with that situation. So I think if you, if you have been in a situation like that, remember if it's someone saying something negative about you, it's likely from a person that's deeply hurt. And to remember that that is a re direct reflection of that person, not you. And another way that you can deal with that is by being completely true to yourself, remembering who you are. I think a lot of us who go through things like that, um, who do get bullied or have some defamatory something said about us that has spread, I think it's because we as people try so hard every day to, you know, and, and every element of life, trying to better ourselves. And when someone comes through and tries to like push us down, we have trouble being okay with that. We have trouble being able to fight that. But that's what I always tell Matt. It's like, I feel like I'm a very resilient person because I have learned through dealing with these situations to operate in chaos, to try to realize that, hey, you know what? That's somebody else's perception. And hey, they're entitled to think whatever they want. But at the end of the day, I know who I am. I know what I'm capable of. I know that I'm a, just a bright light of love I know I have tons of love to give. I know that I want to make someone happy every day. I deeply love my husband. I deeply love my friends. I would do anything for them. I would do anything for my family. I will fight for what's right. I will fight for myself, no matter what pain or grief I have to go through. I am my best and worst enemy. And at the end of the day, I will fight for the person who I am because I believe deeply that I have a positive impact to make on this world and there is going to be good and evil trying to you know get in there and try to get you down so that you can't come up but um for me personally i think be resilient don't let your emotions get the best of you you're a freaking fighter and you can do anything that you want to do you really truly can that's awesome just felt that energy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, I love it's, it. It's all just the, the meaning that we're assigning to the experience that we have. Right. Mm -hmm. And we can shift that and change that whenever we want. Mm -hmm. Right. That's always within our own control and our, and our own power. So with that, what are some things that, that um, with, we're, we're all just going to share a couple of things that each of us do to shift, to make, to make that shift, to change that perspective, to change that meaning. So what are, what are some things that, that, that work for you? For me is distracting myself with something positive. So if I'm in a negative headspace or I'm dealing with stuff at work or something, you know, with family or a disagreement or a colleague or whatever it may be, I like to distract myself with something positive. So for example, um, maybe I like to go sit at the beach and 
just smile at people or maybe I want to sit down and read a book, something that is positive, something that can give me some tips and tricks to, you know, maybe I sit with a, my favorite life coach, Ms. Paisley. Uh, but at the end of it, I think that my thing would be one, distract yourself with something positive, and two would be to, um, no matter how deeply sad, hurt, depressed you're feeling, Sometimes you'll help yourself by treating others in a kind, friendly way. So you'll get pleasure out of <coughs> making someone else smile, even if at that moment you can't make that for yourself. It will have an effect on you because it does me. Sure. When I see someone else smile, I'm like, oh, I am struggling today, but you know what? They're happy. Yeah. And I felt a little bit good about that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that those would be my two tips for controlling your emotions. Awesome. I've got uh, I've got three things. Three things I do. Anybody who knows me, I'm always doing something. So I mean, um, one compounded into one thing is just softball, volleyball, run, hike. The I do all of the combination of at least three of those a week. You should that. see this guy's muscles. <laughs> Sitting here next to him, he's taking up half the table with his arms. I'm wide. I got shoulder pads on. <laughs> No, but just that physically, uh, that physical activity, that um, the competition, that it, it just shifts. It shifts my energy. Sure. It shifts my mental. I'm not worried in that moment about anything that I can't control in that moment. So that really helps me get away yeah. from that. Um, two, my girlfriend Leslie is amazing. One of the things that I love about her is the fact that we feel each other's energy. Mm -hmm all the time whether it's through the phone right. or whether it's in person and when we know the other is feeling down feeling low feeling overwhelmed feeling bothered we are it's incredible the way that we can read that and react and shift their energy we know exactly what each other needs to do to shift whatever emotion Whatever negative or low emotion we're feeling. When we're high, we ride it together. And sure. we are excited for one another when that happens. And so she's been a saving grace since, you know, my, my father passed. And just shifting my energy and shifting my outlook on life. And the third and last is um, my, out, my outlet, my support system. I, I have... A lot of friends and I have amazing friends everybody I welcome into my life is there for a reason and serves a different purpose and so there are friends for everything that I go to if I'm feeling you know angry sad if I'm excited about a trade that may or may not happen <laughs> no. but uh, no just just all my emotions I'm able to go to anybody for and have that outlet and for me that's super important my support system is instrumental to who i am and who i will continue to become so those are the three things for me that's that awesome. always keep me above yeah that's awesome. i think for me it, a lot of these things we're talking about is kind of after we've had the emotional run uh, what i always try to do whenever i feel that start to creep up I feel that emotional reaction start to, to come up. Is just take one breath, and just ask myself the question: 
is this the way I really want to go? Do I want to react to this right now? Doesn't always work, <laughs> but at least that can give me just that half second of pause because we, like we, we talked about, it's impossible to not feel the emotional reaction. It's just, do we let ourselves get carried away with it? Do we just jump on the train and ride it or do, do we make an effort to jump off? And so I like to give myself at least an opportunity to jump off. I do not always take it, <laughs> but just take that, that one breath before I do, I do the reaction. Again, it's not a judgmental thing. I, I, I stay on the train probably at least half the time <laughs> when that happens, but at least to give myself the opportunity to stop. Um, secondly, we, we, I think we all mentioned just some sort of physical activity. I'm a big, huge believer in physically moving the body, physically moves that negative, bad energy through our system better than just our mind can. So being able to do something physical, whether it's you know, something at the gym or a hike or just being out in nature, just moving the body to get rid of physically that, that negative dark energy. And third, just kind of always holding to that belief, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, that life is always exactly as it should be. And everything that has happened, is happening, is for my benefit. And someday the thing that I'm experiencing in a moment that I really don't like, that I'm frustrated by, annoyed by, saddened by, is all for a reason. Someday I will, I will find that reason for the shitty experience I'm currently having, whatever that might be, big or small. And just really, really sticking to that belief that, yes, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm experiencing exactly what I'm supposed to experience and having peace with that. That, that gives me peace through a rough time, a rough situation with anything. There, there is purpose to this. There is a reason for this, and it is as it should be. And you can't run away from emotions. You know, it's like I love to sing. I wanted to be a singer for quite a bit of my life. And, mm -hmm. of course, that is still something I love to do. But um, I have really bad stage fright. <laughs> really, really bad. Um, and I realized to get over stage fright and that emotion of fear, the only thing that I could do is accept the fact that I was really scared <laughs> of being on stage and to feel that because the only way that I could get past that and sing on stage with a lot of people or in front of my friends and family, um, Hey, you know what? You're going to have stage fright. You're going to be concerned about how this sounds. You're going to be excited and you're going to be overwhelmed. Yeah. Feel it. Because every single time you get up on that stage, you're going to feel that. But if you remember that that's just there, mm -hmm. you're going to sure. be, you're going to give the best performance of your life because you're just constantly setting yourself up to be like, I know this is here and I accept that. So now what? So I think that's super important. That's helped me a lot. And I just wanted to kind of end on that note of, Everybody's going to feel emotions. We're all going to, this is, this is just part of life. But if we can feel that and know that that's going to be there, but still come out with such a beautiful energy and light, um, we're going to see a lot of changes and positive effects. 
Yeah, we, we all talked about it, but the three of us are very fortunate to have, you know, you and I, Laura, together, and, and Leslie, to have someone really close to us in an intimate relationship that we are able to share those things with. Um, for others that aren't, you know, having that good, solid friend group uh, that we can share those emotions, emotions with, because I, I do think that's probably one of the most important parts, as well as just being able to share and hear someone else say, yeah, me too. You know, that, that helps a lot. So, you know, we're, we're all very fortunate with that and just the, the lack of isolation for anyone who's kind of stuck in their own headspace with it, being able to find some people that you can express that freely and comfortably with and getting out there and maybe taking some, some risks and putting yourself out there if you don't have it. You'd be to, surprised to what you do if you get away from fear. Because <laughs> I always ask people, maybe we can ask this question, you know, what would you do if fear didn't exist? And how that would change your perception on life. Yeah. Very too often we're afraid of things so we don't do them. But what if we didn't have fear as an emotion at all? What would you do? I just want to end with just take a, any advice from this podcast today. Take a little piece from all three of us. <laughs> find love. Find power. Find peace. Indeed. Thank you. All right. Thank you for making your initial voyage on our, on our podcast, my love. I appreciate <laughs> Thank it. you. Anytime. It was a pleasure. I'm always happy to come on. But if I don't talk in here, if I'm not on here for a while, uh, just know I'll be back. Got some things I got to deal with in the meantime, but I'll be back and I'll share some even deeper stories that I'm sure um, will be very interesting. Definitely. Okay. Uh, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email presenttensepodcastam at gmail.com. And also our Instagram is up here as well. Podcast, the Present Tense Podcast. There we go. I didn't uh, fumble this time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone. Peace and love to you all.